What did the European Parliament just agree to? And why does Biden want to temporarily remove the gas tax? Welcome to the Climate Recap from the Becosphere Climate Corner, your go-to place for international and U.S.-based climate news. I'm Becky Hogue, a science writer. Today is Thursday, June 23rd. Let's jump right into the news you need to start your day. Let's start with some extreme weather events. The death toll has risen to 116 in India and Bangladesh from floods and landslides. Parts of Bangladesh have seen their worst floods in more than 100 years. One of the worst hit regions in India is the Assam province. Many families there are trapped in their homes without access to food and water. While this is the monsoon season for the region, climate change is making monsoons more intense and erratic. People in both India and Bangladesh have asked their militaries for help. Over in North America, Mexico's industrial hub Monterey has had to store its water in buckets for weeks now in an effort to ration it. Drought, poor planning, and too much water use dried up three of the city's dams. The area has had below average rainfall for the past six years. In the U.S., Texas has broken its power use record again as several parts of the U.S. reach their second hot week. So far, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, which represents 90% of the state's energy, says it has enough energy accessible to meet the demand. Houston is supposed to reach 102 degrees Fahrenheit, or 38.9 degrees Celsius, this weekend. Now on to some climate victories. The Australian Conservation Foundation is launching a legal bid against Woodside's Scarborough gas project, arguing that it would negatively impact the world's reef systems. Woodside is currently waiting for final approval from the offshore energy regulator, the National Offshore Petroleum Safety and Environmental Management Authority. The foundation says the project's potential to harm reefs should remove the project's legal exemption from national environmental laws given by the regulator. The group points to the nation's Environmental Protection and Biodiversity Conservation Act and the International Energy Agency's statement that we can't afford to build new large fossil fuel projects. Researchers at Climate Analytics estimate that the Scarborough project would lead to three times Australia's annual emissions released into the atmosphere over a 25-year period. A big chunk of the gas produced would get shipped to and burned in Asia. I'll let you know if this goes anywhere. In Europe yesterday, the European Parliament finally voted to update the European Union's emissions trading system for its Fit for 55 climate plan, adding waste incineration and all aspects of the shipping sector to the carbon market. This means that these facilities will have to keep emissions under a certain amount, buying and selling credits to increase the limit or get money from reducing emissions. The Parliament agreed to limit emissions covered by the system, which represents about 40% of EU emissions, by 63% by 2030. This is up from 61%, so it's a small change. The Environmental Committee wanted the Parliament to increase the percentage to 67-70%, to so this is not great. Overall, the Parliament increased the EU's emissions target to reduce emissions by 60% by 2030 rather than 55%. Many environmentalists say these changes are not enough, but the socialists and democrats say that they had to compromise. The parliament was supposed to vote on these amendments earlier this month, but the ideological sides couldn't come to an agreement. Passing these changes now is important because the EU hopes to start the Fit for 55 plan by the end of this year. 
The EU also reached a deal to require large companies to adhere to corporate sustainability requirement standards by 2024. This is meant to tackle greenwashing, which is when companies talk up their climate action to be better than it is. Listed and unlisted companies with over 250 employees and a turnover of at least $42.13 million, or 40 million euros, will have to disclose environmental, social, and governance, or ESG, risks and opportunities, along with their environmental and human impacts. Smaller companies will have a lighter requirement and will not have to disclose information until 2028. A third party must do disclosures, and the Parliament negotiations lead encourages companies to look for new players who offer this service rather than all going to the big four financial auditors, EY, KPMC, Deloitte, and PwC. The deal will still need to be voted on by the EU states and the Parliament to be ratified. Time for some climate fails, all today in the U.S. The U.S. Forest Service just published its report analyzing what went so wrong during a controlled burn session in New Mexico on April 6th that sparked the state's largest wildfire in history. The Hermit's Peak slash Calf Canyon fire, it has two names because the original fire merged with another fire, is 72% contained as of today, meaning it's been burning for over two months now. It's burned more than 341,000 acres and hundreds of homes. The Forest Service admits that it didn't properly account for how climate change dried out the area. Quote, Climate change is leading conditions on the ground we have never encountered, the Forest Service chief said at the beginning of the 80-page report. The report found that while the burn was done in an approved manner, details about the weather conditions were overlooked or misrepresented. The Forest Service halted all controlled burns on May 20th, and the Biden administration announced last week that it would pay for the firefighting effort in New Mexico, which New Mexico has been asking for because it was started by a federal agency. Meanwhile, President Biden has called on Congress to suspend the federal gas tax for three months in an effort to tackle rising gas prices. But suspending the tax, according to the majority of experts, would likely do little more than give a tax break to fossil fuel companies that are already getting record profits off the high prices. It will cost the government approximately $10 billion and only shave off about $0.18 a gallon, or $0.24 a gallon, for diesel. Revenue from this tax goes to restoring federal roads and bridges through the Highway Trust Fund, which is why Biden's asking Congress to revert other funds to keep that program supported. His administration is meeting with the top seven fossil fuel companies to find a way to lower prices as well. Let's finish off today's episode with a vision of what the future could look like. The Dutch firm Water Studio announced that it's building a floating city in Maldives with help from the Dutch Docklands, a local developer, and the local government of Maldives' capital, Malé. The brain coral-shaped walkable city will be able to house 20,000 people while being only a 10-minute drive away from Malé. The city is meant to free up housing space near the capital while giving future generations a way to remain resilient to sea level rise. People in the city will get supplies and transport from boats. The developers say that the price of housing will be comparable with that on the mainland too. They expect the city to be move-in ready by 2027. And that was your climate news for Thursday, June 23rd. If you like the work I do, please follow this podcast, give it a five-star rating, leave a review, please, and consider checking out the Becosphere Climate Corner YouTube channel. 
Remember to talk about the climate crisis every single day and to support your local news organizations. Bye for now.